the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. Thank you and welcome to the 5 o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live. What a privilege to welcome you to the program today. My telephone number is 877-BOB-LIVE. 877-262-5483. Uh, as probably most of you know, I spend several hours every day preparing for this program. <laughs> it's uh, Sometimes it may sound like I haven't done any preparation at all, but I, I spend several hours every single day combing through uh, probably a dozen or so news sites, I uh, look at the stories, I print the stories, and then I uh, staple them together. I read them, I underline them, I circle them, and and then I put them in an order of priority, of uh, the priority of how I want to present them to the audience. Every once in a while, a headline just grabs my attention. And that happened this morning as I was doing preparation from this pro- for this program. I came across an article from the Denison Forum. Uh, this is a, a piece written by Jim Denison. If you're not familiar with Jim Denison, uh, you should be. He does a podcast. He, uh, he does, I don't know whether it's daily, but uh, a few times a week. He posts things on what he calls the Denison Forum, D-E-N-I-S-O-N. His subtitle is News Discerned Differently. Well, anytime I come across somebody who wants us, wants to encourage us to discern from a biblical point of view, they've got my attention because that's what this program is all about, being an LTD. Listen, think, discern from a biblical point of view. Well, anyway, today's Denison Forum from uh, Jim Denison has this headline. Anyone who rejects God's word will reject those who embrace God's word. I thought, wow, what a powerful thought. Anyone who rejects God's word will reject those who embrace God's Word. There is so much truth to that. Now, I began reading the article, and he begins with a quote from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and then he talks about the Dow Jones and what is happening and uh, different cases around the world and here in the United States where Christians uh, have been forced to pay a price for their belief. Uh, You may have heard of the... uh, the CEO of an Australian football team um, that was doing quite well, by the way. Um, But he was forced to resign when certain people found out 
that he was a member of a church that stood for traditional marriage. One man, one woman. Um, and word, when word got out that the CEO of this uh, football organization in Australia was a member of that church, he was fired. Not because of anything he had really said or done, but simply because he was a member of a Bible-believing church. And that was all it took. And then he goes into a story that I reported to you about a substitute teacher down in Georgia that was fired because she simply expressed concern about a book in the school library. And she was fired. And other stories as well, and you and I have talked about the fact that persecution, unless things change, persecution is coming to Christians in America for really the first time in our national history. But then he gets into the meat of what he wanted to communicate. And he has a little headline in the article, the stronger the emphasis, the fewer the Christians. And then he says this, listen to this quote, those who oppose our father will oppose his children. Anyone who rejects God's word will reject those who embrace God's word. And that just lit a fire in my heart. Well, actually didn't light a fire, rekindled a fire in my heart about the fact that folks, listen, all of these cultural battles, the cultural warfare and all of this, it all ultimately comes back to what do you think of God's Word? What do you think of God's Word? Why have we come to the place where we are at in America today? It is because we have rejected the truth of God's Word. And if you understand the history of our country, you know that not all of our founding fathers were born-again believers. And it's foolish to try to believe historically that all of our founding fathers were born-again Christians. Not all of them were. Many of them were, and there's no doubt about that. In fact, in my study, and as I continue to tell you, I'm not an authority on anything, but in my study, I'm convinced that the majority of our founding fathers would have considered themselves to be born-again believers, but not all of them. But here is one thing that they all had in common. They had enormous respect for God's Word. They had enormous respect for the Bible. They had enormous respect for the authority of the God who created all of us. That's why they wrote about the fact that our liberties, our freedoms do not come from government, but we are endowed by our Creator with these rights. It is God who gave these rights to us. And they had this great, great respect for God's Word 
and the principles of God's Word. That's why when you look at our civil law system, there is so much reflection of the Mosaic law. I mean, the difference between first-degree murder and manslaughter, straight out of the Mosaic law. And you could go on and on and on and on in the intricacies of our civil law system and how they were derived from biblical, primarily Old Testament law. They understood that God had written a book. They understood that we were created by God, and because we were created by God, that creator God had every right to determine what was right, what was wrong, and determine things like what constitutes a family and what constitutes a marriage. There is not a single one of our founding fathers that would not be shocked with the promotion of same-sex marriage by the government. There's not one of them. Because they had that foundation in a creator God and the word that he wrote. It all comes down to what do you believe? about the book. Got to take a break. Hang tight. We'll pick that up right after this break. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. Welcome again to Bob Bernie Live. Just a little recap on what I was talking about just before the break came across an article from the Denison Forum uh, written by Jim Denison. And he features this quote, Those who oppose our father will oppose his children. Anyone who rejects God's word will reject those who embrace God's word. Man, that grabbed my attention because it is so incredibly true. It is God's word that is at the center of all of the culture wars, the, the controversies about lesbianism, bisexualism, uh, transgenderism, homosexuality, uh, marriage. It is the authority of God's word that is at the very, very root of all of this. I hope that you have a couple of defining moments in your life that have caused you to take a particular stand on the Word of God. I hope, and I seriously hope, that you can look back on some point, some time in your life where you made a decision about your attitude, your devotion, your dedication to the Word of God. I've I've got several of them. I was raised in a in a Christian home, I was raised in a Bible-believing family. I was raised in a Bible-believing church. My uh, my pastor, who was a, a Missouri hillbilly, taught me to love God's Word. But the most defining moment in my life came about from an old probation officer that surrendered to preach. 
Joy and I were married at Canton Baptist Temple up in Canton, Ohio, back in 1969. Well, that was her home church, Canton Baptist Temple. And the Canton Baptist Temple was, at that time, one of the largest churches in the world, and they certainly had one of the largest youth groups in America and one of the most one of the largest youth groups in the world. And it was headed up by an incredibly unlikely candidate. His name was Mel Sabaka. Mel Sabaka was a tough-as-nails, old former probation officer, former Marine, former drill sergeant, that was wonderfully and miraculously saved and transformed by the power of God. Mel Sabaka was one of the just toughest men I've ever known. You got to know him, you'd think he ate rusty nails for breakfast. But when God saved him, God changed him dramatically. And he began teaching and preaching to young people, high school kids, single adults, college kids, and he developed one of the largest youth groups by far in America. Not dozens, hundreds of young people in his youth group. For some reason, I was introduced to him through Joy. Again, we were dating then, and I had heard of this church. But when I would take Joy home, uh, we would go to church there and so forth. Anyway, Mel Sabaka took me under his wing And I had the privilege of speaking several times out at their camp, Camp Choff, uh, which is still going today. And I'll never forget one day, I don't remember how old I was, but I was very young, very, very young in the ministry. And we were walking down one of the streets, the roads at Camp Choff during a summer camping time. And all of a sudden, Mel Sabaka turned on his heels And Mel went back into drill instructor mode, and he got this look on his face. I stopped, standing straight up in my tracks, and he began pounding on my chest. I'm serious. He begins pounding on my chest, and he gets up in my face, and he begins screaming in my face. And here's what he was screaming. Bernie! Bernie! I'm telling you, young man, you listen to this. You listen to this. You dedicate your life to the book. Do you hear me, young man? And I'm going, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You dedicate yourself to the book. You love the book. You study the book. You memorize the book. You preach the book. You teach the book. Love the book. Love the book. Love the book. Do you hear me? <laughs> I will. I will never ever forget that. And it changed my life. And I determined, and listen, I know it was Mel Sabaka, but I believe it was the Holy Spirit of God through Mel Sabaka that gave me a defining moment in my life that has lasted till this day. I want people to know I love the book. I do a daily radio program, but my real commitment is to the book, the Word of God. I have been preaching since I was 16 years old, 
I began preaching before my encounter with Drill Sergeant Sabaka. But that has been my passion. God called me to preach when I was 12 years old at a camp up in the California uh, uh, forest called Hume Lake. And I have tried to dedicate my life to God's Word. And I don't think I'm a fanatic. Some people probably would call me a fanatic. But if I'm a fanatic about anything, it is about the Word of God. Now, you may think this is fanatical, but it's true. I don't make a big deal out of it. I don't talk a whole lot about it. But since that time, that confrontation with Sabaka, I have held the Word of God in such high esteem that if I'm carrying a bunch of things and I have a Bible, I always put my Bible on the top. I never, ever, ever put anything on top of my Bible. Oh, Bernie, that's really fanatical. That's nuts. Well, maybe so. But that's just the way I am. I won't lay a piece of paper on top of my Bible. It's God's Word. It's the book. It is not just ink on paper. It is God's Word. And I learned that it is the very breath of God. When we talk about the inspiration of the Bible, we often refer back to 2 Timothy 3.16. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Now, because most of you are smarter than the average bear, you know that that word inspire there literally means breath. Now, this is Greek. The Old Testament is in Hebrew, but it's the same concept of when God created Adam And there he was. He was perfect. He had skin and flesh and bones, and he had his eyes and his mouth and hair, and he was standing upright, but he didn't have life. And the Bible says God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and he became a living soul. The Greek word translated inspired is the equivalent of the Hebrew word that is used, breath. It's the same concept. So the Bible, the Word of God, is literally the breath of God. And I've said this on this program before, but if you haven't thought of this, please understand this. When you read the Word of God, God is exhaling and you are inhaling. Did you get that? When you open your Bible and begin reading, God is exhaling to you, and you are inhaling his life. Such is the nature of the Bible, the Word of God. And that's why the greatest battle today is not over politics. It's not the right. It's not the left. It's not liberal. It's not conservative. The greatest battle of all is the authority of God's Word. This is what draws the line of demarcation between a church or a denomination that is blessed of God and a church or a denomination that is literally cursed by God. Their view of Scripture. Hey, i got to take a break. No, I'm not done. Hang with me. We'll be right back. You're listening to Bob Bernie Live. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.